I always find it very useful and helpful to give your shadow aspects a name and to personalize, humanize them. Sometimes our shadow aspects can feel very elusive, very um, even non-human. And as a result, we can feel very um, disconnected from the shadow and we can feel sometimes dehumanized. Now, when we get to the point where we can build a relationship with our shadow aspects, we start to be able to feel more comfortable to explore. So the first thing that I can um, offer as, as a tip is to try to give your shadow aspect a name and a form and try to give it a human name and a human form because it's much easier for us to relate to humans than it is for us to relate to anything else. When you give your shadow aspect a human name, it can be any name, and you start to visualize in your mind's eye what this shadow aspect looks like, rather than it feeling like this invisible force that just seems to control you and just seems to lead to a reaction or just seems to be so difficult to understand. It actually becomes a human with an identity, with a personality, with a body, with a way of moving. And the next thing you want to do is start to watch this figure and see how it moves. Maybe it doesn't move. Maybe it's standing very still or sitting very still. Maybe it's lying down, pretending it's dead. Maybe it's moving closer towards you. Notice how you feel about the movement. Sometimes when I explore my shadow aspects and they're not moving, I can feel very frustrated because it makes me feel stuck. It makes me feel like there's no cooperation going on between me and my shadow aspects. And that of course is reflective of my relationship with my shadow aspects. When you get them moving and you start to invite these shadow aspects to show you how they move, you will start to feel more comfortable with what you're, what you're experiencing. So what you may often notice is that the shadow aspect starts moving towards you or away from you. It could even start showing you a certain behavior that it's involved in. And your job is not really to judge what it's doing and not doing, but your job is to notice how you feel about it. So if you feel the shadow aspect coming close to you, walking towards you, and the only thing you feel inside is to run away or protect yourself. That's you running away and protecting yourself from a part of you. And the shadow is not trying to come in to scare you. It's not trying to come in to ruin your life. It's coming in to try to help you. But as long as your instinct is to run away because you don't like the way it moves towards you and you feel threatened, it becomes very difficult to integrate that, that shadow aspect. And by inter integrate, I mean, it becomes hard to build a relationship, to build a bridge, to understand it, to dialogue with it, to listen, to do deep listening work with the shadow aspect. So allow yourself to notice how you feel when it starts moving. And then you can start to go into the next phase, which is start to interact with it. If it's moving towards you and it doesn't, feel threatening and you feel like you can stay, it may take a few sessions for this to happen. You may want to hold your shadow aspect's hands or ask it if it's willing to maybe hold hands with you or ask it if it wants um, you to sit down at the table and have a conversation. So learning how to dialogue like you would with a human, like you would with a friend, dialogue with the shadow aspect, it will really help you to 
to get closer to understanding what it's trying to teach you. And you may even ask directly, what are you trying to teach me? What do you need me to know that I am here to learn and listen? Take the first thing that comes and really accept it. The shadow often speaks clearly, but we have a way of doing our shadow dance, which is, oh, I don't understand what that means. I just don't understand what that means. And then we get confused and we create more shadow because shadow is really self-ignorance and self-confusion. When we have clarity and we are bringing light and the light of clarity and awareness to ourselves, we're not confused, we are clear. So see if you can listen and accept the first thing that comes. And don't get drawn into, well, I don't know what that means. And I would say, I've heard this before, but I just still don't get it. I don't know what it means. How is this helping me? That's you getting sucked into your own shadow again. When you could just say, okay, my shadow has said whatever it's told you that you need to learn about yourself. Even if it's abstract, write it down, come back to it later reflect and meditate on it and see what is it? Maybe it says one word and you need to spend more time with that one word to let it open up inside you, let it mean something to you apart from just avoiding it and then becoming confused because you don't know what, it's, what it means. You do know what it means and you can always ask for more. If you, if you are open and you're receptive, you can ask for more and the shadow will tell you more. If you are immediately running away and shutting down, asking for more when you're really confused, it's like your consciousness knows that you're not yet ready to hear more. So you're not gonna get more. So this is about you know going back and forward in a genuine and sincere, open, dialogue with your shadow when you can do that with your shadow aspects you can do that with other people and you won't get confused you'll be able to have these seamless deep listening experiences and experiences where you really share your truth clearly and when you've understood what your shadow is there to teach you then it's about practice then it's about, okay, well, how does this apply to life, my behavior, my life? You may not know immediately. You may not immediately have an idea of, okay, shadow is talking to me about accepting my, my mistakes of the past, forgiving myself, right? I understand that at a conceptual level. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to forgive myself from the past. I don't know how to... Maybe you, you feel like you've done something really bad in your, in your life, in your earlier days, and your shadow is trying to tell you something, but you, you don't know how to go about it. The point is, you don't really need to know immediately. You need to go on the journey of practicing. And shadow integration is a practice, and it's a practice that we don't just do through visualization work and through the energetic realm, but we also do it through the 3D realm. So why shadow work is so powerful. Find ways that week that you do this to practice in the 3D and try to implement what you're learning. So if the shadow is telling you, forgive yourself, 
and let go of regrets of the past, perhaps. Forgive, forgive yourself. How can you do that going forward in a practical way? Well, maybe it's that every time it comes to your mind, like perhaps it's something to do with your child and it's that every time it comes to your mind that you feel you failed them at a certain point in time and you, you weren't compassionate enough and you weren't there for them and it keeps coming up over and over again. The next time that thought comes up and you want to be harsh on yourself, you want to beat yourself up or you want to, you want to judge yourself, maybe instead you just replace that thought process with the awareness that actually this is an opportunity to forgive myself. Maybe it's um, also over time, you start to understand how you behave and how you move physically and how you can bring a deeper forgiveness to the way that you move. Maybe for example, you're very used to, um, one example from my life is being very used to working and performing and overperforming and overworking and then ending up getting quite burnt out and still no matter what I would do never feeling good enough never feeling like I had done enough and then feeling guilty when I would rest so that was a cycle I was in for a long time and I started to allow myself to when those thoughts would come up of oh you haven't done enough and why haven't you done this by now and you know your deadline's looming and you still haven't done enough like you still haven't done what you needed to do why are you being so lazy why are you being so you know you can do better than this. All the really kind of harsh and self-critical language, I would take a moment and go, okay, while all of that is still my truth, there is also another opportunity to embody another truth, which is, can I forgive myself for not necessarily doing everything that I needed to do on time? Can I forgive myself for not doing what I consider enough and actually drop into this place right now where I'm getting a chance to experience a different way. I'm getting a chance to, instead of sitting there doing something through clenched teeth and going, oh, it's, it's not enough, I should have done it yesterday. Go, okay, you know, I'm here now, I'm here, I'm in this place, I'm doing what I can. Can I allow this to be enough for myself? Or do I have to do everything with that, that kind of energy of, oh, it's still never enough? I should be doing more. So it starts by changing the internal narrative and things that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And then behavioral change follows. So we start to interact differently. And that for me in this example, um, started to look like paying more attention to how I was feeling that day and the place I would be doing things from rather than paying attention to the length of my to-do list and actioning regardless of how I was feeling and learning to trust that the way I feel is what's going to give rise to um, my product, my productive state and my flow state and my feeling of it being enough. We can be very productive and get a lot of things done, but we're doing it from a place of it's never enough. And we have to change our inner state to... Um, to really embody what the shadow is teaching us. And over time, what it led me into was a deeper sense of relaxation and softness when I was doing the things that I needed to do rather than 
feeling overwhelmed and stressed and like I needed to rush it and like it was um you know putting pressure on myself so slowing it helped me to slow down slow everything down and it helped me to um enjoy what I was doing much more and that's a feedback loop it's a positive feedback loop so I would find myself enjoying what I was doing more the pressure wasn't there and I felt I was more compassionate with myself and when we enjoy what we do we're compassionate with ourselves it could be anything from doing the laundry to you know doing a complex task trying to figure something out at work or you know even going to pick up the kids from school whatever it is that you're you're doing but it's it changes the shadow work changes the way that we do it so we can start to find more of a joy more of a freedom more of a softness more of a trust in the things we are doing and the things we're not doing and this trust helps us to really believe in ourselves believe in the moments that we're experiencing and it helps us to dissolve the fear states that are there and we can become very paralyzed by fear by what we're doing and what we're not doing and the judgments that come with that so you know this embodying the lessons of the shadow it takes a few weeks i would say of conscious practice and there's no no one is exempt from from this we we all have to practice and reinforce but to build those new neural networks so that every time I sit in front of my to-do list and there's 50 things on it, I don't freak out and tell myself what a bad person I am because look at how much I've, I've still got to do. And instead, I have a different internal narrative. I do things differently. I move differently. I feel a, a different sense of um, sensation and emotion when I am um, making my way through the to-do list. It's not going to make the list go away. It's not going to mean the things that you you know, the responsibilities you have are not going to be there. They'll be there. But you're just going to have a better feeling inside yourself when it comes to what, you, what you're going to do. And that changes the way you do things. So if you are feeling overwhelmed by anything, now's your chance. Get it out on paper. Draw it out. See if you can take yourself through this process. And also notice where you're getting stuck. Because it could be that you get stuck in the action phase. So you're, you're able to understand conceptually and psychologically that, you know, your shadow is, is trying to teach you self-compassion and it's trying to teach you forgiveness perhaps, but you just can't figure out how to practice it. You may be finding yourself getting stuck at that, at that place. Try to reduce the triggers in your environment so that you give yourself the space, the time and the safety to try something different. Because if you're constantly being re-triggered, if you're feeling very unstable, it does become harder to try to integrate new behavior. You can become overwhelmed and your reflex then is to be harsh on yourself. Your reflex is to do what your shadow is trying to teach you not to do. So it requires space, it requires practice, it requires commitment to yourself and you will see and experience big shifts. So try this for I would say two weeks where you're very conscious of trying to do things differently. And it may not work every time. You may still notice maybe you are, you know, really trying to move slower and be more mindful of the things you need to do, but 
you know, you've done the washing and you've done it joyfully. And then your kid comes in and just dumps all of their football gear covered in mud in the, on the sofa in the living room when clearly the kitchen's clear and the washing, washing's all done and folded and they can see that. And your instinct is to immediately get triggered all over again. You are, that's got to happen because the universe is going to give you so many opportunities to prove to yourself that the trigger is healed and that you can react differently. So it will keep serving you up these a la carte menus of your triggers. Trust me, it's not tasty, but when you make your way through that and you, you really start to change the way that you interact and behave, you just feel so much better within yourself and more at ease and more at peace. So give it a go. Let me know how it goes for you. I'm very, um, very excited if you're going to take this practice on and you're going to give it your all, give it your 100% and set a goal at the end of it. Like it always helps to have a goal so you know like whether you've, you've reached it. Like what does it look like? What does self-forgiveness for you look like in terms of your actual, you know, behaviors, relationships, actions, make it something tangible. So you're not just doing all of this um, healing work, like conceptually, like you actually get that feedback from your 3D world. You're like, wow, actually I did it. I wanted to get to the point where I didn't have to feel so triggered and end up in an argument with my parent, my mother, my sister-in-law, whatever. And by doing this work intensively and consciously for two weeks, I want to be able to, the next time my mother dismisses me or says something highly critical out of nowhere for no reason, or the next time my partner um, shows, you know, doesn't express appreciation for something I've gone out of my way to do for them, I actually don't do like maybe the first goal is that you don't react the way you've reacted maybe the second goal is that you you don't feel with the same intensity the sense of shadow aspects like you know the grief or the anger or the rejection or the disappointment maybe you just don't feel that to that extent and then finally you can maybe you can you say my third goal is that I actually communicate differently I communicate from a different place inside so say all that dirty dirty football gear gets landed on the sofa and your normal reaction is to say what do you think you're doing put that right now in the washing machine and you do it with a, a tone that is hostile and conf confrontational maybe you say actually one of my goals is not to take myself to that place but to be able to recognize that my kid is 14 they're going to do what they're going to do at that age my role is to not let it shake me so much that I'm so triggered and affected that it affects my relationship with my child. So I want to be my goal at the end of this, you know, two week process with whoever it is. And the example of your child is, is actually, I want to be able to say calmly and compassionately to get their cooperation and for there not to be any residual feeling afterwards. I want there to be a mutual understanding, a mutual sense of cooperation, a sense of support between both of us. And yeah, I want those dirty boots to be in the washing machine, definitely, but I want them to do it. I don't want me to have to do it. So see, you've got like now four or five tangible goals. So you might say you do this practice and then 
maybe you know after a week you get halfway through and you realize three of your tangible goals and maybe by the end of it actually they are putting things in the washing machine without asking without dumping it on the sofa without expecting you to do it because of the way you've changed your internal response this is very challenging it requires us to believe that someone including ourselves are possible is is possible it's possible for them and us to do something different. And if we've only ever been shown the same behavior, when this happens, this happens. If that's what we've experienced, it becomes much harder for us to believe that someone can change their behavior. And when we hold within ourselves that we are willing to change, we see that reflected. Maybe not immediately the same day, but with a conscious practice, you will start to see that reflected. People's behavior will start to change. And when behaviors change, you will notice that you're no longer having to get triggered about the same things because you don't have that sensation and emotion inside that gets you into a state of being stressed and triggered. So give this a go. I wish you all of the best, especially if you're doing this in relation to your loved ones. And I'm holding the light that you get the outcomes, the tangible outcomes through your dedication, through your commitment that you really, really deserve.